0: Welcome back to another edition of the Bow Rush Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Stowe, and you're listening to episode 43. Now, we've been hoping to get an episode out in the last two weeks, but unfortunately, we've had some difficulties. I was on vacation. I had an incredible time. My wife, my son, and I decided to go to this place. Maybe some of you have heard of it. It's called 30A. It's down in Florida, right at the skirt of hitting Alabama and right at the tip of Georgia. Um, It's just maybe 30 minutes from Panama City. But beautiful place, gorgeous scenery. We had uh, a condo. I guess that's what you would call it a condo, right on the beach. I mean, you literally could walk onto the beach. There was no having to ride a bike or get on a car, get in a car and drive to some places. We literally walked out of the condo, right into the sand, right onto the beach. That is amazing. It's awesome. And what's cool is that we went just a little bit further than the most popular area in 30A, and it happened to be better for us because there was nobody on the beach but maybe a few people. That is completely different than if you happen to go 10 more minutes minutes into 30 a what I mean by 10 minutes meaning riding a bike uh, if you're in the heart of 30 a it's it's very popular a lot of people are there it has all the best restaurants and you can really walk right onto the beach unfortunately because it's so popular it is littered with people so really going 10 minutes out with bike ride you can find a condo three to four hundred dollars less per night and you walk out onto a beach that looks just as beautiful and there's no one around That is awesome. So yes, I missed a weekend of hunting. Oh my God. For hardcore hunters, you might think, that's just sacrilegious. You know, in some cases I might agree with you, but in this particular situation, spending time with my family, my son, that he's not really at the age bill to take him hunting, but he is at the age bill to enjoy being out in the ocean and it's not so hot. This is the perfect time. There's not many people. It works in our favor. And in fact, to make it even better, next year we're gonna do the exact same thing. We're gonna to have to find a different condo because unfortunately the one that we've been staying at do not allow to bring pets. And we're gonna be getting a new dog, which I'm extremely excited about. Uh, unfortunately, some people haven't heard, I did lose my dog just about a month ago. He was age 14, he was a pug, and he went real quick. So I'm happy about that. He didn't have to suffer like some dogs do but we're wanting to get another dog um, and we wanted something different. If anybody's ever had a pug before, you know it's basically every week you have another dog somewhere in the house because of how much it sheds. And as much as I loved Frank, our dog, uh, I didn't really enjoy that part of owning a pug. So what we decided we're gonna do is we're gonna get a wild hair, a German wild hair pointer, a GWP, and their long hair, they look incredible. They have like this ashy look to it, depending on the breed. And uh, they get a lot bigger. Obviously, they're nowhere near the the same size as a pug. Pugs are really small. This happens to be quite large. And it's a different breed. It's high active. has a lot of energy. Requires a lot of attention. And I'm okay with that. And Landon, being that he's three, he's going to be able to experience having a dog that's interactive and playing as he's getting older. So I think in this the, the long term, this is a great animal to have for us as part of our family. On top of that, I get to train a dog to go hunting, shed hunting, bird hunting, various things. I get to expand some of my things I've been wanting to do in interests, and now I get to bring a dog along with me. So that's kinda cool, I'm excited about that. And he doesn't shed. And they said that some shed a little, but the level of shedding from a pug to a GWP, a German Wild Hair Pointer, it's night and day. So that's gonna be a huge difference in the lifestyle of having a dog. And But because of that, going next year, we want to bring our dog with us, and we can't go and stay at the same condo, so we're gonna have to find a different one. So that's that's something on the works. So what happened last week? Well, we had a recording that we were working on, and unfortunately, when I came to start editing it, the quality, the sound level, and distortion was just too much that I could not use it for an episode, unfortunately. So we're gonna have to re-record it and we're going to uh, in a future time. uh, It should be good, it just might not be for next episode. We actually have something that's gonna come out, I think, perfect for the time of season that we're in. So stay tuned to that. So, But what are we doing this episode? This whole episode is about humor, hunting humor. Things that if you're at a campfire setting and you're hanging out with your buddies and you're drinking and you're telling tall tales, well, some of the times you might wanna throw a joke here and there. And so what we're doing on this episode is I'm gonna throw some of the jokes that I've either read or I've heard and a few other people as well. They've submitted their audios in and I'm gonna apply them into them. Uh, it's just gonna be good. Some aren't that funny. Some are, and you'll probably know the difference when I'm reading something and something by memory and vice versa. Before I get started, I want to go ahead and just let you know, listen to the entire episode. I know there are a few that don't, but this one you should, because at the end when I finish, give it just a few seconds and we have an Easter egg, a little clip I put at the end. So you don't want to miss that one. So hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. I I think it's a, a great time to have this one put out. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. There is one audio that was submitted to me. It caught me off guard. I thought it was hilarious. So much that I almost peed in my pants. And hey, it's okay. I know I'm in a, surrounded with a, a group of people, hopefully a few thousand, and I feel comfortable enough to say I almost peed in my pants because it was funny. So uh, I'm not gonna talk any more about it. I'm just gonna get these and let them start rolling out. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get it going. The first one's called Try and Try Again. Two deer hunters hired a pilot to take them way back into the forest. After the hunt, the pilot returned and saw that they shot six deer. The plane won't carry six deer, said the pilot. You'll have to leave two of them. Unwilling to leave their deer, the hunter said, we've got six on the plane last year. Pilot gave in and in about five minutes, they were taking off. Well, sure enough, the plane crashed into the forest. Luckily, to be alive, one of the hunters said, any idea where we are? The second hunter said, yep, right about the same area the plane went down last year. (laughs) As you can see, I was reading that one. I found that on the web. I thought it was quite funny. And I just realized that when I read a book or I read something on the web, I almost feel like I'm reading it to my son. I have these highs and lows when I speak. And I think it just went right into the same way when I tried to say this joke. So I don't think it was as funny because I didn't hit the punchline at the right spot. But overall, I thought it was still quite funny, at least worth enough to share. All right, let's see what the next one was. Oh, I think this one's a good one. It's called, Oh, Deer. A man and woman were on the first date. The woman was trying to make conversation and said, so I hear you hunt deer. The man looked away and turned red. What's wrong? Asked the woman. I'm not used to someone calling me deer on the first date, said the man. <laughs> That's not that great. Okay, so here's another one. How does it go? All right. So you have two new hunters that decided they wanted to go hunting. They've never done this before, but one of the hunters happened to watch a lot of YouTube channels, and they, he remembers seeing that if you ever got lost or separated and you wanted to be found, that you shoot three times in the air um, over every hour on the hour until someone rescues you. Well, so he told this to the other hunter, and they're like, great, this is perfect. So they go their separate ways because they wanted to be more effective during hunting. They figured if they go separately, they have better chances, figuring the odds are on their favor. Well, sure enough, one did did get lost, and he started shooting three times on the hour, every hour. He did this a few more times on the hour, every hour. Until sure enough, it was the very next day when his friend came and found him with the park ranger and the guy came up to said, dude, where have you been? Don't you remember what I said? Whenever you get lost, you shoot three times in the air. Why haven't you been shooting? And his friend replied going, well, I did. I did exactly what you said. You said every hour on the hour you need to shoot. Well, I did that every hour on the hour. I shot three arrows, but no one came three arrows. He shot three arrows. That is hilarious. Come on, you guys say that was pretty funny. That's even a bow hunting joke. (laughs) Oh boy, that's a good one. That's a good one. Ran out of arrows. Oh, that's a good bow hunting one. Good thing it's a bow hunting show. Ah, here's one. One deer hunter asked another, which side has the most meat? Humbly, the other deer hunter said, without skipping a beat. The inside, I presume. Here's your sign. Like I said, I'm just rambling off some of these stories. I think they're quite funny. Some are not, as you can see. But I hope you're enjoying them. Okay, the next one actually was submitted by Graham Johnson. You've heard him on one of our previous episodes when we did the campfire setting. And what's great is that he is a good hunter. I love speaking with him because he's got a lot of knowledge. He's fun to speak with when it comes to hunting. And in fact, I think about two and a half weeks ago, he got a buck, one that he's been hunting for well over two years, and he finally got a solid shot and is able to to, uh, get him harvested this year, so congrats to that. I know every once in a while he says some pretty cool jokes, and I honestly think he's got some solid hunting ones and he can't share all of them because some of them are kind of inappropriate for an episode. I know we have some listeners that are fairly young, so we're going to keep it somewhat PG-13. Remember I told you that there was a point where I felt like I almost peed in my pants? It's this particular joke, and so I'm going to play it right now. All
1: right, so a game warden up in northwest Georgia stops a hillbilly, and this particular game warden really, really hates hillbillies. So he stops this guy and he's got three ducks. And game warden grabs the first duck. He holds it up, sniffs the duck's butt. And he looks at the boy. He says, "Boy, this duck here's from Georgia. You got a Georgia hunting license?" And the hillbilly says, "Well, yes, sir, I do." And he pulls it out and shows it to him. And game warden grabs the next duck, lifts it up, sniffs its butt. And he says, "Well, this one's from Alabama. You got an Alabama hunting license?" And the hillbilly says, "Well, yes, sir, I do." And he pulls it out and shows it the game warden. So the game warden's starting to get frustrated now. So. The game warden grabs the third duck, lifts it up, and sniffs its butt. He says, Well, this one's from Tennessee. He says, I doubt you've got a Tennessee hunting license. Hillbilly reaches his back pocket, pulls out a Tennessee hunting license. And the game warden's pretty upset at this point. He says, Boy, just where are you from? And the Hillbilly turns around, bends over, sticks his butt up in the air, and says, I don't know, sir. You tell me you're the expert. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny, right,
2: sir. You can't laugh at that. You need to get out of here,
0: one that was funny that was funny right i think so for this next one i'm actually taking it right from ron white i'm ripping it from his uh comedy stand up that he did a few years back it was so funny it's perfect for the time and i hope you enjoy it
3: i'm probably not a typical texan in that i don't hunt i fish but i don't hunt and not because i think it might somehow be more holy to eat meat that's been bludgeoned to death by somebody else that's not it it's really early in the morning it's really cold outside I don't want to go. (laughs) My cousin Ray, on the other hand, thinks killing a deer with a deer rifle is magic in the forest. I'd like to do for you now my impression of my cousin Ray after the big kill. Hell, it was four in the morning. 22 degrees outside. Of course, you weren't there. Pussy. Pussy. I'm in a camouflage deer blind with grease paint on my face. I've got deer urine on my boots. I'm not sure why. I made that part up. I got a 30-06 with a 12-power scope and a bullet that'll travel 2200 feet per second. When that deer looked up to lick the salt sucker I'd hung from the dang old tree, Caught him right above the eye. I'm like, yeah, well, I hit one with a van. Going 55 miles an hour with the headlights on and the horn blowing. Woo, that's an elusive little creature. If you ever miss one, it's because a bullet's moving too fast. Slow the bullet down to 55 miles an hour, put some headlights and a little horn on it. The deer will actually jump in front of the bullet.
0: Yeah, I think that was a whole lot more funnier than the other ones. But hey, you know he is a comedian. He throws some punchlines right at the perfect moment, and I had to show it, it or share it because it is really one of the funniest hunting uh, stories that I've ever heard, and I uh, wanted to make sure you heard it too. All right, I th- I, I'm going to probably butcher this one a little bit, but I heard it a while back, and it's it's pretty funny. So. There was this husband and wife, and the wife wanted to go hunting with the husband, and husband really didn't think much of it because he's a hunter, he's always out there, early morning, there's no way. His wife is gonna get up, put on camouflage, deer pee, and get out in the woods and go after a deer. There's no way. But sure enough, she is devoted, she's going to. So early morning, he's walking down, It's like, <gasps> about time to get out, and sure enough, she's down in the kitchen, fully dressed in camo okay, maybe this might work. I got a good one. So he takes her out into the woods and where they're hunting, there's a deer blind. So he's not in the tree. he's in a, She's in a blind. He sets her up and he gives her a gun. And this is not a bow related uh, joke, but still. So he gives her a gun. He says, when a deer comes in, you aim it. You know, I've shown you how to shoot you aim it and you point towards the shoulder and you fire it. And the moment you kill that deer, you yell for me and I'll come back and I'll help you. Good luck. And he's walking away thinking, you know, she's not going to get anything. She can't, she can't even bag a, uh, an elephant. She's never going to bag a deer. And I'm not sure why an elephant came into play. But anyways, she, he said, she's never going to bag a deer. Not going to happen. Not today. So he's off. He's walking in the distance. He's going to set up into his tree stand. And as he's getting up, out of the corner, he hears, boom! He's like, what the heck? A few seconds later, boom! And then boom again. He's getting down. He's like, what in the world? There's no way she's got a deer already. He's hearing his wife scream, get away from my deer! He's like, oh, this is not good. He runs back. And as he's running back, he's constantly hearing this, I said for you to get away from my deer. And he makes it up to his wife. He's like, what are you doing? And he's looking. She goes, he's trying to take my deer. And he's, she's pointing the gun right to this guy that looks like a cowboy. And the cowboy's like, his hand's up. And he goes, ma'am, I'm sorry. I will step away from your deer. But please, could you please let me go ahead and take my saddle off of it? <laughs> and she killed a horse. I got a few more. You liking this so far? <laughs> this one's a little dirty, but uh, okay. So you have two hunters. Seems like a lot of them are two hunters. But anyways, so these two hunters are going after moose, and they're not really good at it. They're going out, they're hunting, they hunted for a couple of days, and they come back unsuccessful. They just didn't, they didn't have it. They didn't have the opportunity. Doesn't matter. But they started thinking about what are they going to do for the next time they get out, and they said, you know what, we're going to go, we're going to do something different we're gonna go and buy a costume that looks like a female moose and we're going to get some moose uh, scent spray and start spraying around and you know kind of help cover our tracks and create a scent for them, attract them to us. The guy's like okay let's do that. So. When they decide to go out hunting, they have what they needed. They have the uh, the costume that looks like a female moose. They have the spray, and they're spraying around the tree. And uh, they're walking around. They stick the 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 actual suit on. One guy's in the front. One guy's in the back. It's it's fairly hot. So you know, if you think about it, wearing a costume, it gets pretty warm. So you know, they had to uh, get down to their their britches and. They're walking around, and the, the guy in the front is bending down, and he's trying to act like he's eating grass and scraping a little bit with his front hoof. And sure enough, not too much longer, in the distance they noticed a big monster bull a moose coming towards them, and they're like, "Oh God, this is great! He's coming!" The guy at front says, "Looks, go to the back," and he's like, "Hey, you know, give me give me the gun," and the guy in the back says, like, I, "I think I thought you brought the gun." I guess no, and then the guy in the back goes, "Well, what are we gonna do?" the guy, the guy in the front, he's thinking and he's, well, I I think I can act like I'm chewing a little bit of grass, but unfortunately you, I think you need to brace yourself because he's coming and I don't think he's coming to say hi. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, man hope you guys are really enjoying this. It's been taking me years to really hear some funny hunting stories or jokes, and I felt like why not condense them into one solid episode that you can listen to and share with your friends. All right, here's the last one. Hey, and you know, here's the thing. I'm no comedian, so my punchlines, as you can see, they're not the best, but I did the best I could from something I read. It was quite long. This one's on my phone. Give me one second. I, f- I happened to read this one a few days ago and I happened to save it just because I thought it was too funny not to share. I was gonna tell you on the latest episode and sure enough, I'm gonna use it as the final joke. It's called Deer Management. An eight pointer, a four pointer, and a button buck are standing in a field browsing on acorns. The eight pointer said, I'm happy with the 10 does. We're really getting along. The four pointer said, I'm happy as heck with my five. They really take care of me. The button buck said, my two are all right. Better than nothing, I guess. Then all of a sudden, a giant 14-pointer walked out into the field. The three bucks had never seen anything like him before. They were at awe. Again, as you can tell, I'm reading like I'm reading to a a three-year-old, putting out these highs and lows in my voice again. Sorry about that. The big buck made a huge scrape and pissed onto it rubbing a tree the size of a telephone pole and snapped it off at the ground. The three bucks looked on in amazement. The eight pointer said, eh, I could probably get by with just four does. Who really needs 10 anyways? The four pointer said, you know, come to think of it, I really only need one or two of mine. The button buck was silent. As the other two bucks looked over at him in confusion, Suddenly, the button buck ran out into the middle of the field. He scraped and teared up the grass, pissed all over the place, snorted and wheezed, rubbed his head a raw on the tree, and chews a licking branch clean off. Then he runs back to his buddies. His friends immediately asked him, what the heck are you doing? With a moment pause, he looks at his friends with his eyes wide open. I'm just making sure that big son of a gun knows I'm a buck. <laughs> oh my god, that's a good one. Yeah, that's about it. Hope they were fun. Hey, if you got any better stories, I'd love to hear about them. If you could leave them in a comment below or find us us on Facebook or Twitter and share them with us, that would be awesome. And hey, you know, if they're even better than what I've just said, I might even say them on the next episode coming up and I'll give you credit. Well, that pretty much wraps up this episode. I know it wasn't what you were probably expecting. We wanted to give you something really good. I'm going to be completely honest. It has been a little difficult this season to get the episodes recorded on time and edited so we can get them out to you sooner. Unfortunately, as you can see, when hunting season comes around, it's a little bit harder to get people that we want on our show when we want them. And so scheduling creates sometimes a hiccup. And this happens to be the case. Last week ended up being a little bit of a glitch on audio recording, couldn't really edited enough to make it worth value to listen to. We are going to be re-recording it. You're going to love what we talk about. It's going to be great. Can't wait for you to hear it. Now, here's the key thing. We love reviews. We love that you can take time and out of your day going to iTunes. And again, I completely understand iTunes does not make it simple to leave a review. But if you do take the time and go through the process and you can get to it pretty quickly, just go to mybowrush.com forward slash iTunes. It'll take you right to the page if you're on a computer. For some reason, it doesn't let you do that on the phone. I don't know why, so it has to be on a computer. Again, they make it pretty difficult. But if you could leave a review about our show, what you like about it, even what you don't like, we love hearing your comments. I get that this probably wasn't the best episode out. I think it was quite funny for the particular reason, and knowing that we are in hunting season, and people are out there, it's not always fun in games. It sometimes gets pretty boring. Having a few jokes thrown around the fire. Hey, you know what? This could very well be the greatest episode for you for right now. One other thing, if you could follow us on our social accounts, we really do need to help on that. If you look at them, we don't have many. We have probably 500 people on Facebook, a few hundred on Twitter. We've just started tapping into Instagram and I, I can be the first one to say, it's almost like tumbleweeds when you look at those two accounts because we don't put a lot of effort into it. It takes so much energy and time investment to build those accounts up, and we just don't have the time. We put most of our effort into the podcast, and we're extremely happy to know that we're still right now hitting about seven to 10,000 downloads per month. I'm happy about it. I'm completely astonished that there's so many people out there that like listening to our show on and on and on. And so we want to get bigger. We'd love to be able to knock it out and do 100 100,000 downloads a month. There are some key names that people know that we'd love to get on, like Cameron Haynes. Been working on it, haven't been able to get him, but we're going to get him one day. And then Donnie Vincent. He's someone I've been trying to reach for two years. I finally got him on, or at least their PR agent, and we were trying to schedule it in, but it's just really hard because he's always hunting. People like Lee and Tiffany. I mean, they. I've already been able to speak with them at the ATA. I got their, their number, and it's just trying to get, again, scheduling. Scheduling, scheduling, scheduling is the hardest part when it comes to creating episodes but the reasoning also is because to their eyes we don't have a big enough exposure we're growing and I'm extremely happy for the audience that we do have I think right now we're hitting around between 7,000 to 10,000 downloads a month that is mind-boggling it's so incredible to see this but it's strictly with downloads. As we get bigger audience through social media, we can start enticing them to listen in and build a willing to come on our show and share with us for you. But only way that can happen is with your help. Right now, getting numbers on our Facebook, our Twitter, and Instagram, the more we can get on them, the easier they can see and follow and realize we do have a voice and we do have people listening. So, again, it takes a tribe to build a following, and we're doing our best. We hope that you will take the time and follow us on those accounts and share your support. Quick way to know each location on our social accounts is by going to mybowrush.com forward slash follow us. That'll give you every link to each social account, and you can find us and follow us. Seems simple enough, but it makes so much of a difference for us. I'm Travis Stowe, your host of the Bowers Podcast. We'll hopefully have a new episode coming out next week, so stay tuned to that. I'm out of here. Okay, so if you are listening still, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we have an Easter egg at the end. I'm sure you've heard this before. It was a call. A lady called into a radio station complaining about a deer sign. If you haven't heard it, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to play it right now, like I promised. Enjoy. Missing is all that's going on there.
4: Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you.
2: Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um, I, I tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to play with this. So, that's why I'm calling you guys. Okay, what's, the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm. Uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Department of Transportation would allow... These deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we Mm -hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, you you know, I understand that deer are wild animals and they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive and of course to find food, but um, it seems to me that (laughs) so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing. That would, would be a safer place for them to, to cross. Wait. You know, put the deer crossing sign.
4: You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population.
2: The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate? You know? I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than... The deer crossing signs on, on busy highways right. and interstate.
4: You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign.
2: Well, well yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer No, know that's where they need to cross.
4: Right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you saw a deer crossing sign.
2: Exactly. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but I mean, you know, speed limit's 55, 65. How am I supposed to, you know, you can't brake really quick if you, you know, if the deer just is crossing in that deer crossing area. So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer? <laughs> right. If we yeah, if we can move them, like, don't put deer crossing signs on the interstate or, or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas, you know, somewhere where the speed limit's you know a lot slower Uh you know maybe small towns I don't know I think school crossings is a good idea
4: well listen we will Um, yeah I mean you say you've tried to contact quite a few people about this
2: right yeah I I wrote like at least three or four letters and we will spread the word okay we will try
4: to kind of help you raise some awareness for this issue okay
2: oh thank you we need to move those deer crossing signs
4: we appreciate your comment this morning
2: all right thanks
0: (laughs) bye (laughs) (laughs) Ha, (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.